Welcome to Church Matters, podcast episode number 24 for SGC Marlton. I am Jason Reyes, Associate Pastor at SGC, and with me, as always, is our very own lead pastor, Warren Betcher. Warren, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to be talking again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happy 2021. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know we're getting a little bit of a late start in January here for our, our podcast, for our first podcast of the year. But um, we are we we are coming up on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and we know who the Super Bowl participants are going to be this year uh, with the um it was supposed to be the Green Bay Packers, but yep. they they missed it. Yep. Uh, and so Tom Brady, the ageless wonder, the goat yep. uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which still sounds very weird to say. It does. Uh, playing the AFC champs uh, with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So real quickly, um, who do you have and why? Well, Kansas City's offense looks unstoppable. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have played so well. Um, Mahomes was even hurt a little bit, dinged up, and so I think he's going to be healthy. I just don't know who stops them. So mm-hmm. you got to out, you got to outscore them, uh, right? I think right. But I would. I mean, how do you vote against Tom Brady? Um, yeah. I mean, in one sense, it would have been great to see because I think Rodgers and Mahomes are playing at a different level than everybody else. Right. Uh, right. Year. So you would have seen the two best quarterbacks in the league playing. Right. But you do have the greatest of all time with this young gun who's going to go down. It's one of the greatest. I mean, he's showing everything. Yeah. He's got all the intangibles. He's got all the talent. Uh, he's got all the instincts. He's with, a, you know, he's with a great coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's hard for me to pick against um, just that, that offense. Right. Um, and, you know, can Tampa Bay really outscore that offense? But I don't know. How do you vote? What do you think? Right. Well, the one thing I can say is that Tampa Bay's defense, I think, Mm -hmm. does stack up well. Um, You're not going to shut down Tyreek Hill or uh, Travis Kelsey. Right. Uh, But you can. I think Tampa Bay can shut down everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's going to be what's going to be interesting. I I think they're going to try and take Tyreek Hill out of the game. Yep. Um, and, and make it a, a Travis Kelsey and maybe uh, what's, his, what's the running back's name, Hilaire, right. uh, beat them, you know. Um, and I, honestly, their front, that's their strength for Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. And I, I just think that's going to be really hard press. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, though. Patrick Mahomes is playing at another level. I mean, to, to first of all, three straight AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two straight Super Bowls. I mean, right. I, that's pretty remarkable. Right. That's, a, that's a career for most guys. Right. I mean, wouldn't you love that for Dak Prescott and your right. beloved Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. um, and then going against, yeah, and then going against Tom Brady, I mean, it's just a mind-boggling number, 10th Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. You yeah. know? In that sport. Yeah. In one Not six already. Baseball, it's exactly, exactly. The, this is a this is totally different because it's a it's a real hard salary cap, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. the NFL versus other pro sports, and the ability to go have a have a dynasty like that is uh, is pretty difficult to do. Now, now let, let's just ask the obvious question: Belichick or Brady? Who's the greatest? Well, it shows that. Brady didn't need Belichick. Uh, <laughs> he can win without Belichick. I think Belichick's a great coach. Uh-huh. You clearly say Belichick didn't make Brady. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Brady is Brady, so it's yeah. not a. 
uh, was it a system and it was a great coach and did he cover up? No, no. Brady is the, he's the goat. Right. Um, though it doesn't take away Belichick being a great coach. Cause I think he's right. Oh, no, coach. no question. No question yeah. about it. But I think he said it well. I mean, it's it's Brady's skills. Yes. You know, that are on display. Um, now, three picks in the second half didn't look pretty. You know, yeah. just got to be honest. Uh, but the first half, I mean, it was stellar. You know, it really was. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. Yep. I really, really do. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch this year. Uh, um, and hopefully there's not going to be any complications with COVID and, and so forth where star players are not going to be able to play, terrible. you know what I'm saying? That, that really, players. really would be awful. Yeah. Uh, but hats off to the NFL, man. Yeah. They, they made it, you know, yeah. I, I went through a complete season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think baseball is going to be really hard pressed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the amount of games and obviously we're already seeing kind of, uh, I call it a debacle in the NBA. Yep. Uh, every time you go to turn on a game, it's it's canceled yeah. <laughs> uh, because of COVID. So um, hats off to the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. well done, well mm-hmm. done. Well, we are in a new preaching series as well this year uh, from First uh, Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. Uh, tagline is "Gospel Living to the End." Uh, just real quickly, why why First Thessalonians? you know, for us. And then we're also scripture memory and we're going to recite the verse for this week. Right. But why? Well, it's such an encouraging book. I mean, here is a church that is so commended. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's so much we can learn from the church, but I also think there's some things not quite yet, but we can at least relate to Mm -hmm. um, and should be able to relate to They They got saved and no longer fit in their culture. Right. Right. Um, So from having places in their culture, being comfortable in the culture, they did not fit in and that had real implications for them. And that was going to lead to suffering and trials and persecution. Well, the reality is, is we really don't fit in either and we're not Mm -hmm. supposed to fit in. Mm -hmm. So how do you live in a culture that you don't fully fit? So I think it speaks of the, of the good news of the gospel. It speaks of the claims of the gospel. It speaks of the transformation, transforming power of the gospel all things that are really very relevant to us. And we may find that we fit in less and less in right. our future. Right. Uh, so we can look to this book to strengthen us for that. But here are all the encouragements that really go into First Thessalonians. Right. And also not to be surprised that we don't fit in. You know, we should not be surprised. We should be surprised when we do. Right. Right. <laughs> when you read the New right. Testament, it's always if they hate me, they're going to hate you. If they persecute right. me, they're going to persecute you. Actually, be careful, be warned if all men speak well of you. Right. So it so all true. seems to be a paradigm of you don't fit, which again goes with first Peter, you are exiles, you are sojourners and exiles, you belong to a different kingdom. Right, right. Um, and, and, I, and I love this, uh, this letter, because it, it deals with generalities, you know, um, first starting off with just commendation, which was your first message, mm-hmm. you know, of, of gospel living, you know, and, and right. the, the demarcations of that. Um, but then it gets into when you get to chapters three and four, uh, you know, especially four, it is just so specific. You know, in terms of gospel implications, you mm-hmm. know, um, so you're saved uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, through Jesus Christ alone. And here's what this here's mm-hmm. what this looks like in everyday mm-hmm. life. And right. I'm so really excited, you know, and looking forward you know, to these things, too, because I feel like um, anytime in our culture, you know, we, we drift away, you know, from mm-hmm. the gospel. Uh, we never drift towards it. 
Um, and so it's, it's good to have these, not just reminders, but I think it's, it's actually, you know, in our day and age where there's so much that vies for our allegiance, Mm -hmm. um, there's so much that vies for our, uh, our standing in the community, you Mm -hmm. know, are we going to fit in, you know, those types of things, uh, especially in, in our day and age right now. Um, and there, and there's so much that's pulling, you know, at us as Christians to be distracted, I just think it's a really timely message, you know, mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. uh, and grateful, you know, for mm-hmm. the the King of Kings and the grand author who preserved this for us. Yep. So um, scripture memory, we mm-hmm. are, uh, we are diving into that again, kicking off the, the new year with this. And um, so the verse for this week is first Thessalonians two eleven through 12. What you got there, Warren? If you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. What a wonderful, what a wonderful strengthening scripture for us to memorize. Right, right. And, uh, and, and I love the, the consistency of Paul. Um, I'm in Colossians right now in my own devotional readings and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and was in Philippians and, and, mm-hmm. and, and both of them, you know, walk in a manner worthy yeah. of the calling yeah. that you receive, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so just, just grateful for that, that real fatherly care, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. keep that in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what, uh, what a gospel that we have been called to, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and what a privilege it is to walk that way. Right. Um, and, and so that that's just a transition to another thing that we're doing that we kicked off this uh, this year. And most uh, community groups kicked off last week mm-hmm. is Groundworks. Yep. Uh, so tell, tell me a little bit about Groundworks and uh, why we're doing it. And and maybe you can even give us a, a little bit of a flavor, our listeners, to our very first uh, community group uh, that mm-hmm. we had this year with using Groundworks. Mm-hmm. Well, really, I would say it's a, it's a discipleship program. Mm-hmm. Um, so discipleship curriculum, and even though I may go over basic things, it's really beneficial. Um, we never, whatever we know, we need to keep learning and right. learning. Right. Um, so we don't want to ever take for granted that we've heard something. Um, so we had a great time in our first, uh, we did it in the second week in January in our pastors and wives care group. Uh, you led us through the, the gospel of the one uh, chapter on gospel. Mm-hmm. And it was just so refreshing. It was. To recall all the gospel and all of God's initiative in it, mm-hmm. um, which actually I'm preparing for tonight's our second meeting tonight, mm-hmm. which is on worshiper. And again, we're it's going to highlight God's initiative, right? Uh, right. And so to see the glory that we have in that uh, of of all that God does to initiate towards us is is wonderful. So it was refreshing, uh, and ju- we just went through all those reflection questions. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good to do a very thorough review and and then personalize that and apply it right. to our lives. Yeah, I, I mean, I I love the fact that we're we're in God's Word. Yep. Uh, and you spend a bulk of a t- bulk of the time, you know, interacting with God's Word, ask, mm-hmm. answering questions, you know, from God's Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, just again, as as you reiterated, just so encouraging, you know, mm-hmm. the reminders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought as we went around the room, you know, different people right. answering the questions, I was encouraged as well to hear how the Lord is impacting their lives, right. you know, um, and and how God's Word is meeting them mm-hmm. uh, right where they're at. And there was just this this mutual mutual edification, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That that's taken place. And, and I love the, 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 the focus of this is that, you know, the focus is the gospel. And now the, 
what we're doing for the next five sessions are the five identities that flow out of this, right. you know, so the first one right. being worshiper. Um, and so I'm excited, you know, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what God does personally, you know, mm -hmm. in our lives, but also excited for the benefit, you know, that this is going to bring to our church mm -hmm. uh, members. And then also a, a tool that we can use for one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. or small group, you know, discipleship that everybody in the church can do with somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Don't have to reinvent the wheel. Nope. Uh, God's word speaks and it is mighty and powerful to change and to transform. Um, so, so grateful for this resource, grateful for Summit Church uh, mm -hmm. down in North Carolina, uh, J.D. Greer and, and the pastoral team there as they put this and develop this tool and, and grateful that they've made this available, you know, to, to really to all the churches uh, mm -hmm. who would like to go ahead and participate in this. And so it's, it's a blessing, you know, it really is. And I think Absolutely. it's a great way to, to really start the first quarter, mm -hmm. you know, of the year. So mm -hmm. excited for it. Um, and so there's been some other changes that we want to highlight real quickly uh, for our listeners. And that is uh, Sovereign Grace Churches uh, just uh, released uh, an updated statement of faith. Mm -hmm. um, and so now while this might not make the news on CNN and Fox and Friends and all these other news outlets, um, why is this newsworthy uh, to our listeners? And why does this matter in a sense? Right, right. And I, and to be honest, we probably don't start that statement of faith matter. Uh, <laughs> nobody reads statement of faith because they, they can be dry mm -hmm. because they are precise. They're precise with theological language. Um, so they're not, they're not always devotional in their nature. Although mm -hmm. we're going to create a devotional to go along with our statement of faith, which I'm excited about. Mm. So it's not always the first thing that people look at, you know, cause it's a longer document. Right. Uh, again, it's, um, it's theologically driven, so it has it can be dry in its content a little bit, but that's a misunderstanding. There's nothing more important to you, to us mm -hmm. than our statement of faith. Mm -hmm. um, this has been in, in in writing for over five years. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a committee that was dedicated to do do this. Uh, they sent it out to uh, theological experts beyond our movement. Mm -hmm. Not only that, all the pastors got to review this. So right. every Every section that was written was given to pastoral teams for them then to discuss and give input on. Um, and so there were adjustments, and then it would go back to the committee. So this was not rushed. Right. Uh, we took time. Uh, when you think about five plus years to come up with a statement of faith, we took time to write it. Um, and it's just a wonderful statement. Actually, I don't think it's dry at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's very important. It's important to me. We need to know what we believe. Right. Um, cause if you don't know what you believe, you're going to be driven by other things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that idea that everybody's a theologian, we're either going to be good ones or bad ones. Right. Um, so I think there's a lot of reasons why it's important right now. Um, deconstructionism, which is really people redefining their faith, right. Uh, which is very prevalent right now. Even that words sort of a hot word right now. Uh, I don't think there's anything new in deconstructionism. I think it's old error repackaged new. Right. Um, so it sort of has a cool appeal. You know, we're rethinking uh, the Christian faith and Christian tenets. Um, but if you don't know what you believe, you're going to redefine what you believe based on convenience, based on your own life. Mm -hmm. um, you can, without sound theology, you can start to chase experience. Right. And so people start to chase experience uh, and interpret life through experience. Um, you know, you hear people start to proof text things. They pull a verse out and they make a doctrine out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it rep does not represent 
biblical teaching. So I think deconstructionism is a reason, chasing experience uh, as a reason. Uh, I think all that's going on politically in our country right now, I don't see that ending, can leave people very unsettled and preoccupied. Okay. Well, a statement of faith will settle you and will actually help you focus on the right things. Okay. So you're not so, caught up in the world. So with that, how, how does it settle? How can it settle? Well, when you start to read the work of God, which is what your statement of faith is going to do, it's going to define God. It's going to define redemption. Uh, it's going to define the end times. It's going to define roles. It's going to define so many important topics. Mm -hmm. And I think as it does that and things spin against you, this is, this is where your feet land. Right. Um, so you're not being driven to, to and fro. Um, you know, I think about even the next generation, if we don't know what we believe, how are we going to pass it on? Right. So if you think about Paul, you know, as he's facing death, what's he telling Timothy? Guard the good deposit. Right. Because right. he knows if you don't guard it, you'll lose it. Right. Right. Because you don't drift into it, you'll drift away from it. Right. That's good. Um, and I love what Paul writes really close before his death in 2 Timothy 4. Uh, Paul says the following, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teacher to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Mm. You almost feel like Paul's preaching us right now. Right, right. Um, and again, that's where I think experiences, I think you have things happening uh, in prophetic movements where people are claiming authority and predicting things. Right. And people chase, they get unsettled, they invest authority, and a statement of faith helps you not to do that. Right, right. So I think actually the statement of faith is not only for us, but it's really for our children and our children's children. Um, you know, to, to be a plumb line, to say, this is what we believe. Right, right. We will not be shaken from what we believe. Right. And, and these are these are essential doctrines, you know, in terms yes. of what we believe and what we hold to, you know, so, you know, just for our listeners, you have the scriptures, mm -hmm. a triune God, God's sovereign purposes, creation, providence, and man, man's sin and its effects, the person of Jesus Christ, the saving work of Jesus Christ, the person and work of the Holy Spirit, the gospel and application of salvation by the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the empowering ministry of the Spirit, life in Christ, the church of Christ, and then last things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, eschatology. And so all of these things matter. Um, right. th this really should be the statement of faith for any church should be the backbone of, of, mm -hmm. of how it functions, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so your preaching is going to be by this uh the songs that we sing you know mm -hmm. corporately and worship are going to be informed mm -hmm. uh, by this children's ministry is going to be mm -hmm. informed by this uh right. parent teen ministry is going to be informed by this our community groups evangelism mm -hmm. everything you mm -hmm. know um so so let me ask you if you what would be something that you would say to any of your your children uh, who are, uh, you know, obviously most of your children, the majority of them are married and are plugged in in church, but, you know, as they're getting ready to stretch their wings, you mm -hmm. know, and, and move out of the house and start their first job or a career and so forth. And, um, what, what, what advice do you give them in terms of looking, you know, for a church? What, what should be some of the things that they do in that regard? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I start with theology. Do they, 
do they teach the truth? Right, so right. You have to understand when they're coming theologically. Otherwise, right. you could be attracted to style, right, uh, and right. Not substance. Mm -hmm. um, you could again, uh, you know, feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, so is this a new thing? And people tend to chase new, mm -hmm. um, and just say, you know, evaluate theologically first. Right. So what do they believe? And again, on the essentials, what right. do they believe about the gospel? What do they right. believe about God? What do they believe about scripture? Right. Um, you know, are they opening doors for alternative authority voices into this church? Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. And, you know, some things don't start, um, they don't look harmful in the beginning, but they be right. very harmful in trajectories. So right. I would start with sound theology Mm -hmm. Center that around the gospel and really around scripture problem. Mm -hmm. um, is scripture their authority? And then do they not only say that, but do they preach that? Right. Sometimes right. people will say, oh, we believe in the Bible. And then you realize they're taking verses out of context regularly or they're not preaching through the Bible. Right. Uh, they use a verse to start really becomes uh, a springboard to their own a, thoughts. A springboard to their own thoughts. Yeah. Um, and there's, again, there's even good things that can lead us amiss. You know, there's concerns that we have, you know, in our culture that you want to speak into as the church, but what's first, what's of most importance. Mm -hmm. So I would say for them, sound theology, and do you understand it? Do you know it? And are you seeing it lived out and preached? Right, right. Um, so, <laughs> you know, even what they sing will give you an indication of what they value. Right. Um, but how do they preach? So I would look at that. And then, right. You, the ways you look at that are through preaching, through their statement of faith, and through how they do church life. Right. So theology right. be first. They, a second thing would probably be, you know, do you trust the pastors? Mm -hmm. um, don't go to a church where you don't know the pastoral team and you mm -hmm. can't trust them. Mm -hmm. um, I think Andrew said last week in, in Thessalonians, uh, Paul was known. You should right. know your pastors. Right. Um you know, that's the challenge of online can be a gift. What we're doing right now is online. Uh, you don't know people online. Mm -hmm. You might visit a church online. That doesn't mean you know those people. Right. Nor do right. you know that pastor. Right. And I think we have seen enough um, of people that have fallen, in a sense, mm -hmm. from, from pedestals. Mm -hmm. We should say it's very important that you know the person, that mm -hmm. you see them living out their lives. So I think theology uh, uh, certainly would be one. Trusting the pastors would be another. And then what are the values of the church, the community side of the church? Mm -hmm. You know, are they a fellowship? Are they trying to build their lives together? A church is not meant to be an only attend. It's certainly not a club. <laughs> Right. And it shouldn't be marked by sporadic attendance. But are these people committed to walk the life together? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if if Christ says they're going to know your mind decides by how you love one another, that's got to function. Right. Right. Um, and you it don't love says, and murder only, but indeed it will. Right. Yeah. And and even there, for that to happen, churches means they have to walk through difficulty and challenges. Right. You're not going to have a close relationship that does not have conflict. So does this church have a commitment to walk through conflict, um, you know, humbly walk through conflict? So I think you want to know their theology. You want to know the pastoral team. You know, you want to know the values of the church and how they do community together. Right. Right. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things, you know, for for me, as I've been walking through uh, with some of these things with with my kids is is read the statement of faith. It, yep. It's it's objective. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's not subjective. This, this really spells it out in black and white, what they believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can endorse that, you know, right. based upon your understanding of scripture, uh, then you can go to the next step, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the next step is, all right, so how does this really function, you mm-hmm. know, here at the church? And I think if they don't have that clearly defined, that would tell you that's not the biggest value. So I think it is an important um, value, their statement of faith and their theology. Well, I, I'm grateful, you know, Warren, for the ways that um, we're going to be reintroducing, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, the statement of faith uh, with our leaders this year, uh, the community group leaders, and and then also with the church. And I, I know that it's available. Uh, you can download it. Uh, there's a PDF uh, uh, webs, uh, on our website that you can go ahead and do that. Uh, and then if you want a printed copy, you can actually go to Amazon. And uh, they actually have books that are made uh, of the statement of faith that you can go ahead and purchase for a nominal fee mm-hmm. uh, for any of our listeners, if you'd like to go ahead and do that. Well, Warren, thank you so much for your time. We're really grateful uh, to be able to have an opportunity to uh, start 2021 uh, with a a new uh, Church Matters podcast. So um, thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, We're grateful for you at SGC Marlton. Look forward to hopefully more podcasts in the future. Hopefully uh, we're going to really enjoy a a wonderful 2021, you know, together uh, with not just with its challenges, but with all the new opportunities, you know, that, that the Lord has for us. So thank you so much. And you have a wonderful day till next time. 